Hey, hello friends, and welcome to this message which is specially handpicked to minister to you and to bless you. I am Pastor Lincoln Seranga, Senior Pastor here at Liberty Christian Fellowship in London. My passion is the pursuit of 100% answered prayer. If that sounds like a good subject to you, why don't you follow me at lincolnseranga.com and also find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media where you will be able to find other messages as well as find access to short courses, coaching opportunities and more. God bless you as you listen to this message. On Friday, I focused on how the disciples come to Christ and say to him, Lord, increase our faith. Increase our faith. Why are they saying this? They are watching him minister. They are watching him change lives. They are watching him perform the most incredible signs against obstacles, against odds. And they recognize there is something that he carries that they need to carry. They notice his assurance. They notice his anointing. They notice his power. They also notice their own lack of impact and effectiveness. You will remember that the, 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 in one of the contexts there is when they come to him and say, Lord, why were we not able to cast out this demon? And he said, because of your unbelief. And there's a time he said, oh, ye of little faith. <laughs> oh, ye of little faith. And so they're asking Jesus, increase our faith. And Jesus said, I tell you certainly that anyone who has faith the size of a mustard seed. Hmm? This is um, Luke chapter 17 and verse 5 to 10. Luke 17, verse 5 to 10. I don't know whether uh, you're able to find it and project it because I did, we did not put out any verses today. But Luke 17, verse 5, the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. So the Lord said to them, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it will obey you. And which of you, having a servant plowing or tending, sheep will say to him when he comes in from the field, come at once and sit down to eat. But will he not rather say to him, Prepare something for me for supper and guard yourself to serve me till I have eaten and drunk. I don't want to go actually too, 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 into, too much into this. Let me stop at the first part. Increase our faith, and Jesus is saying, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to a mulberry tree, be uprooted and be planted in the sea, and it shall obey you. Jesus is, in other words, saying, it is not, Jesus is, in other words, saying, a quantity issue. The mustard seed to the Jew is the smallest thing, like you have uh, illustrations and similes uh, that are used in every community. Uh, that when, you, when you say it's as dark as midnight, when you say um, uh, you stink like a skunk, uh, there, there, are, there are language issues that communities use. When something is very small, the Jews would say it is as small as a mustard seed. And so Jesus is saying, you guys want me to increase your faith, 
but you don't need much. You need a grain of a mustard of mustard seed. You either have it or you don't. It's either present or absent. You either have stewardship of it or it is slippery. Uh, there's a service where uh, I don't know whether you remember a time when we stationed uh, ushers at the doors and everybody was given a mustard seed <laughs> upon entry. Very tiny little seed, yet out of it grows huge trees. And I made the point on um, Friday that the, the most powerful um, weapon on earth, the atomic bomb, the nuclear bomb, actually the, the power of nuclear physics is not the size of the bomb. It is the dynamics. It is how uranium operates. Uranium is a dangerous, dangerous material. The material, the volume of uranium which blew up Hiroshima and Nagasaki was less than a kilogram of uranium. Less than a kilogram. It is not in the volume of it. It is in the chemistry of it. Are you hearing me? Uranium is the most dangerous subject, substance right now. Every gram of it is monitored. Where is it? Who has it? Treaties have been signed. In fact, the only reason, seriously speaking, that the world is supposedly at peace now is because Russia has them, US has them, the UK has them, Japan has them. Because everybody has uranium, wars have stopped. There's no point. Because the first one to trigger the, to point the, to press the bullet destroys the whole world. It is such a powerful re reaction, yet it comes from such a small volume of material. Faith is our spiritual uranium. Faith is our spiritual nuclear bomb. A, a substance which doesn't need to be so big, yet it can change. Uh, the order of everything. Now, I want to come away from there and move on to today. And uh, this is a difficult sermon to preach. I'm going to try because I told my wife, God gave me a sentence. <laughs> and I waited for hours for this sentence to develop and it refused to develop. So what I did, as I do, is I opened and started typing. And at the end, I had three pages. And I'm looking at them and thinking, who typed that? So I'm learning as I'm sharing this with you. I want to speak on the subject of faith and love. Faith and love. I really felt that God was challenging me to return to the simplicity of Galatians chapter 5, verse 6, and then I will read 1 Corinthians 13, 13. Galatians 5, 6, it says, For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything. Now, let me first pause there. In the old covenant, if you said that, you would be stoned. The old covenant was built on the covenant of circumcision. If you wanted to be part of the Jews, if you wanted to be of the heritage of Abraham, you had to be circumcised. No discussion, we can't talk about anything else. Are you circumcised? You are not of the Jews. 
Even if you spoke the language, dressed the dressing, did the culture, whatever. If you are not circumcised, we don't know you. God does not know you. God cannot start working with you. At the heart of Jewish belief, at the heart of the covenant of um, the Jews with God was the act of circumcision. And if you remember back, God almost killed Moses for not circumcising his children. Now, in the New Covenant, Paul is writing and saying circumcision is of no value, whether you are or not, does not make sense. What is it that has replaced this most central of virtues? He says, faith working through love. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only, and I want you to note the word only, faith working through love. That means at the core of the Christian life, at the core of the born again experience, is the call to faith and the call to love. Faith and love. Not even faith and love. Faith working through love. Two of the most important hmm, foundational realities like circumcision was to the covenant of Abraham is faith working through love. So if faith is not working through life, through love, there is no covenant between me and God. And I remember those precious days of conversion to Christ, that faith, now looking back, was working through love. That's how I came to Christ. That's how you came to Christ. So 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 13, 13, and now abide, now abide, faith, hope, and love. <laughs> there we are again. Now, Paul has added another ingredient there. He's put in hope. Now faith, now abide faith, hope, and love. These three, these three must remain. These three must remain for a child of God. These three must remain. Somebody say amen if you're hearing me. <laughs> faith, hope, and love must remain in the heart of a believer. We should never become a people of despair. We should never become a people of unbelief. And we should never become a people that do not have the love of God. Now the word love there is always the word agape. Always the word agape. Every time that the Bible speaks of this kind of love, the word is agape. There are other words that are translated uh, as you remember, there is uh, storge and there is philia, besides agape. There is eros, which is not in the Bible. And we know that agape is supernatural love, and I want to focus on that. Supernatural love. Go into that a little. God enabling me. We know that philia is friendship love. Friendship love. And there's a verse where Jesus said, My, the father loves the son. And when you go into the original, it is the word philia. So Jesus was saying, me and my father are friends. 
And so there's a dimension of friendship that we need to add to our Christian walk. And then there's torje, which is family love. Like when you say, I love my, my children, I love my dog, I love my car. The word there that the Greeks would use is storge. But every time we come into spiritual life, for God so agaped the world that he gave his only begotten son. The word is always agape. Meanwhile, those three remain, and they are anchors to the journey of a believer. Now, it's important where we stand in these difficult days that we understand that God wants us to walk the walk of faith, to walk the walk of faith. But faith must be working through love. Faith has got to work through love. Because as I was making the point on Friday, Jesus, when he teaches about faith, does not teach probability. He teaches certainty. He does not say when you believe something may happen. He says something will happen. He says, if you have faith, not a truckload, the size of a mustard seed, you will say to a mulberry tree, be lifted up, be planted into the sea. It will obey you. He actually says it will obey you. He does not say it will obey God. It will obey you. <laughs> There is no uncertainty in faith. And this brings me to a crisis statement. Much of what we call faith as believers is counterfeit. Mm, can I hear an amen if you're hearing me? <laughs> Are you safe in the house today? Much of what we say, oh, I believed God and nothing happened. Was it faith? Because according to the teaching of Jesus, Nothing shall be impossible for you. And so I have had to humble myself, especially lately, and say, Jehovah, it has to be. Let, oh, let man be a liar. Let God be true. And every man a liar. I will not now begin to revise the theology of faith just because I did stuff and it didn't work. Are you hearing me? Let us not move the boundary stones just because our experience does not support what has happened. Amen? God is faithful. Faith is impossible to defeat. Faith cannot fail. I want somebody to say amen if you're following me. Faith cannot fail. Faith cannot fail. True faith, when it manifests results, follow. Always. So I would rather humble myself and say that I failed to believe God. I thought I was in faith, but if it did not happen, I was not. It is humbling. Now look at your neighbor next to you and the other one across. Uh, <laughs> we better humble ourselves, guys. According to the, to the man who rose from the dead, faith never fails. And this is where I got the statement. Because you see, 
We have taught each other faith. But effectively, faith is unteachable. Hmm? Faith is unteachable. When I teach you faith, you should clap and shout amen. In the end, faith is a walk. It is not a sermon. <laughs> it, is, it is supernatural from its alpha to its omega. No one can lend it to you. No one can teach you how to do it. We can show you the ingredients. But you must go away and find the miracle that it is. Because according to Jesus, it never fails. He says if you have enough of it, as in the size of a mustard seed, mulberry tree is uprooted and cast into the sea. He also said a mountain, you will say to this mountain, be uprooted and be cast into the sea. He says if you believe it and do not doubt it, it shall happen. My goodness, what is this thing called faith? How can we find it? And you see, one of the big statements I've been uh, parroting around lately is uh, something is greater than the, the sum of its parts. Have you heard that concept before? When something is greater than the sum of its parts. Because you see, when, when, uh, when you see uh, a cake, and you say, what is this? And somebody tells you, eggs, flour, sugar, margarine, what else goes in there? Flavors, depending on the cake, it could be chocolate or fruit. Just because you have those ingredients does not mean you have a cake. And this is the problem. Pastor Lincoln will come and teach you 10 ingredients of faith and you get your pen out. And you begin to, number one, it has assurance. And you write down, faith has assurance. Faith has a confession. And you write down confession. Faith gives. And you say giving. Then you go away and you start giving. <laughs> Confessing. You do it all. And nothing happens. <laughs> because faith is greater than the sum of its parts. <laughs> you get a biscuit instead. <laughs> are you hearing me, ghost people? Can somebody wave to me if you're ready to go for faith? We're going to find it. We're going to find it. We're going to find it. We're going to learn how to function in it. Because every time it functions, it works. And I'm telling you, I have been in the Lord since 1981. When faith works, things happen. Let us stop playing games and recognize this thing is super-duper powerful, explosive uranium. We just need to know where it is, how do you find it, how do you access it, where it is, how do you... And I'm not going to give you seven points on how to do it. <laughs> oh, Jesus, what's the time? Twelve past. Jesus, help me preach. Meanwhile, and hope and love. They must remain at the core of this man standing in front of you. And let me tell you, friends, when faith comes, the Bible says, faith comes. Huh? It has a genesis. 
Faith comes by hearing. Huh? I don't want to go into those verses. They were, I'm, I'm just trying to make sure I give you a context here. Faith comes, my friend. No one brings it. It just comes. But it comes by hearing. It's revelatory in sense. And all my days, the joy it brings. Anyone, have you ever experienced the faith? Eh? You guys know when it happens. <laughs> yeah? When it comes, things happen. Mountains move. But you see, we, we are trying to, to know at least what it looks like, not to pretend. Because when I'm going to learn how to do a cake, I start by realizing, okay, the ingredients don't make a cake, but at least I need to know what they look like. The rest God will teach me. God has got to teach me. Let me go into these three words. Because today I'm talking faith and love. Because let me tell you, friends, we are at a difficult time right now as a community. Right now. We are at a difficult time. Uh, churches all around the world are undergoing incredible shaking. Are you hearing me? No jokes. In America, it is argued that up to a third of the churches have shut down, never to open again. I don't know what the statistics are here in the uh, in, uh, United Kingdom, but there is distress in the churches. Because venues are shut down, people who do not have a building are locked out. People are online trying to make life happen. Now, I'll be very honest with you. Here at Liberty Christian Fellowship, our income has gone down by up to 40%. 40%. 36 to be more accurate. About 36%. But that's just LCF. LDE, which is the business arm, and how we use this building, how we acquired this building, the tenancy. Some of you guys know that we had a tenant here. We had a tenant after service. We had other tenancies in the, in the, in the week. All those dried up. 70% of LDE's income does not exist. So how come we are here? How are we here? <laughs> we are walking on water. God told us return. <laughs> return. See, I was sitting at home thinking, Lord, we need certainty. We're going to move people to come back to church. We need to know where we're going. God said, move, return. That's all he said. He did not explain. He did not write any checks. He just said, return. I said, we return. We walk by faith, not by sight. This coming Tuesday, we are having a meeting with our landlord here to find a way forward. Because they are all in distress. Property owners are in distress. People who own commercial properties have been under a ban. They cannot touch their tenants and tell them to vacate. So they are all sitting there with unpaid dues. <laughs> and that's another reason why we are here. We have been in a rental holiday. <laughs> but now, as we celebrate, yeah, we are opening, the landlord is also saying, okay, 
now pay up. <laughs> Are you with me? Can somebody say faith? <laughs> now there are people who are fighting a different battle. Some people are fighting for a company that has gone down. Some people are dealing with uh, weddings that have been postponed three times. Some people are dealing with medication, med medical processes that have been stopped because the queues are too long for operations. This, like never before, is a time for faith for the church. Jesus, give me speed and time. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That makes sense. Faith, hope, and love. Three words. And you begin to say, what's the relationship between faith, hope, and love? Well, there it is. Hebrews 11.1 1 gives you the first link. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Or should I have done it the other way? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Where I am sitting, I think on your side it's better that way. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So you start with hope. You start with hope. And then you move, you must move to faith. Are you there? So it starts with hope. Hope is human. Hope is a human dynamic. According to the dictionary, let me find, did I write the, the, um, the dictionary thing well here? Yeah. Faith versus hope. Now, hope is just a wish. Hope is a wish that certain things may happen. He said, oh, I, I hope to go to college next year. Hope. Hope is a human capacity. Everybody hopes. Yeah, it's just human. There's nothing supernatural about it. Everybody keep eyes here. There's destructions, which is why I didn't want too much light on. Um, so that we keep, we keep focused here. Please follow me. Hope is earthly. Hope is human. Hope is reachable. Hope is essentially in the mind and in the heart. It has no guarantees. You can say, I hope as much as you want. Hope does not make miracles happen. But according to Jesus, according to Paul, according to Hebrews 11 verse 1, once faith comes in, what was hope becomes certain. You stop Wondering whether it will happen. Please notice the jump. The jump is incredible from hope to faith. It says, let me read from the Amplified. Do you have the Amplified at the back? I don't know that we do. Now faith is the assurance. Everybody say assurance. Please note it is not the probability. Faith is not the probability that something will happen. Faith is knowing that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know that something is going to happen. It is crazy. It is crazy, I tell you. Faith is crazy. Faith is knowing that you know, that you know, that you know that something is going to happen. And it is the most scary thing to exercise. 
and the most delightful. I remember standing on stages. I remember I was in Rwanda. And I stood, and I knew that something was about to happen. 1,000 seats in that auditorium. Hmm? Christian Life Assembly. And I said, there is a woman here. Now, if you ask me, how did you know there was a woman there? You feel it here. And I described her condition. I said, there's a woman here with this type of condition. And I said, spoke, 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 and described it. And when I finished, I stopped and waited. Now, this church does not do miracles and wonders too much on travel. They don't do big stuff like that publicly. They are very modest. And so they, they had a Holy Spirit week. They knew I'm a bit crazy. So they said, let's get Pastor Lincoln here. He would do the crazy stuff. So... Here I am, and I am, I know that that woman exists. And as I described her, she was walking through the door of the church. As she walked in, she had this description of her, and she just walked to the front. And as she walked to the front, the power of God touched her, and she was healed instantly of that condition. It was not trial and error. <laughs> it was not trial and error. It was a miracle instantly. And in that moment, I knew I was moving in faith. Faith is the assurance of things that we are hoping for. The evidence of things, not sin. On the same trip, I believe, a man came to me who had been set upon by thugs, and he had been, when they kidnapped, he had been kidnapped, kept under lock and key, beaten, tortured. They were asking him for stuff that he didn't know what in the world. He was being accused. And when they finally put him out, he was a wreck. Handsome, tall man, beautiful to, to behold but completely traumatized. And uh, he said to me, Pastor, can I, can I, can I form, a, well, I put out, I said I'm available, and so I got a call to say there's a guy who wants to pray with you. And so he was brought to my, to my room, and he explained what he had gone through. And he said, Pastor, my back aches in a way I can't tell you. He said, I have to, when I sit, I have to remain seated. And now when I have to stand, I have to think about standing. And when I stand, I have to remain standing because it is incredibly painful to change posture. And I knew somehow in my heart that something was going to happen. And I led this man in prayer. The power of God came upon him and he fell on the floor right there in the room. Then at a certain point, and I just continued waiting on God and, and just praying as I saw him stretching. And then he suddenly said to me, Pastor, all the pain is gone. All the pain is gone. Yeah? And I'm told uh, this man is a random man. And he said, man, I 
My God is saying, all the pain is gone. And I sat there looking at him. It was an instant miracle. And he got up. He was just shaking his head. He said, Pastor, all the pain is gone. Is anybody hearing me? Faith is being sure. Uh, uh, this is, uh, this is uh, amplified. Faith is the assurance. And he puts it in bracket. I don't know that you have that. He says, the title deed or the confirmation of the things that we hope for. So you start with hope. Like you say, I want you to imagine that you think, I hope to buy land. I hope to buy land. Then one day, all I hope, let me say own, let me say own, I hope to own land. Where shall I say? In Jamaica. I hope to own land. Then one day, you wake up with the title deed of land in Jamaica. And the owner, the owner is you. You have not seen the land. You have not walked on the land. But there's a title deed with your name on it. It's authentic. There's a rubber seal on it. There is a stamp on it. It is as genuine. You, you ask people who are from Jamaica, is this genuine? They tell you this is real land. And it is in Kingstone Town. High value land. There is no doubt that you own it. Though you have not walked on it. This is what the Bible says. When we have a hope, and the hope moves to faith, it's like being given a title deed of the thing that you are hoping for before you see it and before you touch it. It is not a, an if, it's not a just in case, it's not if let, wait and see, it is as real. He says it's a title deed, a confirmation of the things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, bracketed, divinely guaranteed. And the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality, Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. This is the amplified. Jesus, we need to buy the amplified <laughs> and add it to our arsenal of projection software. Are you hearing me, friends, online? I'll read it again. Faith is the assurance, the title deed, confirmation of things hoped for. I'm talking about knowing that you know 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 that it is yours. I'm not talking about we are trying, we are trying, we are pushing, we are no, I'm not talking about pushing. I'm not talking about praying. I'm talking about owning and possessing it. We need to go into this world. We need to step into this realm. And it has been discredited by critics. And today, as we walk, there is a growth because they've been trying to trade on the counterfeit. And every time they present their counterfeit at the counters of heaven, it is rejected. And then we begin to revise our theology and say, no, faith doesn't work. It depends. It depends. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, it does not depend. 
<laughs> it does not depend. It is certain. Now somebody tells somebody, it happens. It's going to happen. Ah, now some of you feel like I'm trying to raise you from the dead because some of you gave up on faith long ago. You are using the counterfeit stuff. And I tell you, friends, no one will help you. No apostle, no prophet will ever prophesy faith into your soul. You've got to mine it. You've got to mine it. Now allow me to go into cryptocurrency a bit. Cryptocurrencies, how many of you have heard of Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin? And the troubles it causes, and the joys it causes. Now, you wish in Bitcoin was a, a something you would just correct. Bitcoin is mined. The word they use is mining. Mining. Now, we had a business partner here who set up a mine to mine Bitcoin. You, the, the recent kafafo has been how much energy it takes to mine Bitcoin. Computers with powers you can't understand or comprehend run all night, run all day. Every second, every day, consuming electricity to spit out one Bitcoin. <laughs> when, you, when you try to buy, what is Bitcoin? They say it is computers working constantly to solve incredibly difficult mathematical problems. And the outcome is Bitcoin. And you say, I'm, I'm no wiser at the end of the answer than at the beginning. Let me tell you, friends, faith is a weird thing. <laughs> it's a weird thing. No one will ever give it to you in an envelope or a book or a service. It is a supernatural, supernatural spiritual mining that your spirit must step into the courts of heaven and mine faith. Must mine it for yourself. And once it arrives, it guarantees the things that you are hoping for. And it is evidence of things that are invisible. It is why the world, 2,000 years later, still worships Jesus of Nazareth. Sometimes I stand, and when we go to David's tent, I see thousands. I mean, we are, David's tent normally has 5,000 people from all walks, mainly white people. And every hundred, I stood and said, why are all these people in, in Christianity? If it is as frustrating as everyone <laughs> seems to be. But you see, every one of us has tested faith. Once you test it, you are. You know what it smells like. You know what it does. Even if you never see another miracle, you are left drunk for the rest of your life. You know what it's like. It messes you for life. And for that alone, you will sing praises the rest of your life. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. God is so impressed with faith that when he sees this, he writes your name in the book of life. 
before you have even behaved right, thought right, he says, write them in the book of life. Because the stuff you are dealing with is not a joke. I wish I had time today. I wish I had time. Somebody shout faith. faith. Apollo, you know what it looks like. Israel, you know what faith looks like. Harriet, you've touched it. And when you touch it, you know that you've touched it. And it's not a book. But it makes things happen. I release it into this atmosphere. In the name of Jesus, may we, may we as God's people, break camp again. May we put out, break camp to see again. And say there is a God in heaven who makes a way where there is no way. And in the face of COVID and the financial mess that it's causing, we need to draw on a currency that is invisible and fight for our children, fight for our marriages, fight for our companies, fight for our churches. Because no landlord is going to help you. No one is going to come to your rescue except the God of heaven. Please allow me to preach forward. Faith solidifies the things that we hope for. It moves things from possibilities to certainties. It moves things from possibilities to realities. This thing becomes real. <clears throat> I wish I had more stories to tell you. Some of you have been in those moments. <laughs> Jackie, you remember those moments <laughs> where the substance of things hoped for breaks into the, onto the surface. Huh? <laughs> I remember when we were contending for, for our son, William. Uh, Jackie gave me a call and said, Pastor, cancer is in my son's body. Something came from here and said to her, it shall pass away like a puff of smoke. And after saying it, you begin to say, what did I just say? <laughs> but the grain of mustard seed just spoke. It's a grain of mustard seed. It is so tiny that when you negotiate it, it disappears. But when you hug it, it grows like a mustard tree. And the birds of the air will come and patch in it, as Jesus said. If you are sitting to somebody, with somebody, you don't have to be socially distanced. We grab them and shake them. Tell them, I command you to believe God. Huh? Give them a good shake. You see, it's the grain of a mustard seed. It is so small that if you reason with it, it will disappear. Yet it is so real that if you stand on it, mountains will move. It's a grain of a mustard seed. David, you know what it looks like. You've stood in that place. It makes you sign checks and pay fees when you have nothing to your name. And you said, I felt it here. I felt it. And when you question it, it, go, it goes. It's gone. 
12.37. I'm looking at the clock. But the Bible says, faith worketh through love. And you see, it goes to the next level here. Allow me, oh God, will I manage to explain this to God's people? Yeah. <laughs> now tell me, I start with hope, yeah? Oh, I hope. Then I come to a place of knowing that I know, that I know, that I know, that I know that it's going to happen. Yeah. Now what's level three? Honestly, what's level three? You think, take a solar moment. If I have moved from, ha, ah, the human, you know, human dimension, hmm, I hope one day, and you move from there, I hope one day, and you come to this place of saying, I just know that it's going to happen. The leap from there to here is incredible, my friends. I wish I could tell you how many times I've tried to reason my hope into faith and realize there is no elevator, there is no chemistry, there's nothing that transforms hope into faith except God himself at work in your own heart. The process is fully God and fully man. You can never leave it to God, neither can you navigate it yourself. But it's what we live for. For every hope we have to turn into faith. And God waits for us. So Jesus kept saying, guys, where's your faith? Where is it? What have you done with it? Remember when the storm hit them? And they're saying, Jesus, wake up. You want us to die? You want us? He wakes up, he rebukes the storm, and he says, where's your faith? And they're going. They're looking for the mustard seed. Where have you put it? <laughs> huh? Now, how do you move? When you move from faith, where do you go? You go to joy. It's in there. It's one of the ingredients. But you go to love. Meanwhile, these three remain. Faith, hope, and love. And the Bible says the greater is love. Now, if faith is crazy, what is love like? <laughs> Ask your neighbor, have you ever functioned in love? <laughs> you better accept. Most of us don't even know a clue what we're talking about here. <laughs> Bible love is crazy. It is crazy. And the Bible three that says the three remain. The greater is love. Can I tell you what it is? Because my time is flying. The Bible says, God is love. Number one is possibilities. Number two is certainties and realities. Number three is divinity. And God is moving us from mere hoping. He is even moving us from believing. He wants us to run to walk the earth as God. Did you manage? Did you survive? Because you see, when I was trying to read this, I thought, God, it doesn't make sense. How do you move from faith, hope, and then love? There's no, because 
hope, I'm hoped, believing for something to happen. I'm hoping something could happen. Faith, I now know it has happened. Now what is love? I'm confused. Hope is a dream in time. Faith is a dream here. I have it. It's still not manifest, but I have it. Huh? What is love then? <laughs> God is love. Shall I give you a verse? 1 John 4, 7 to 11. 1 John chapter 4, verse 11. This is the challenge of 2021. God is calling Christians to graduate from faith to love. For faith to work through love. Listen, 1 John 4, 17, are you there? Yes, we are. Beloved, let us love one another. And you think it is about hugs and cuddles in the corridor. <laughs> hmm? you, think it's about, you think it's about hugs and, and cuddles in the, cor in the corridor. Love is a warm, deep feeling of affection towards somebody. That is not what we're talking about. God is not a warm, deep feeling of affection towards somebody. Hello? God is not a warm feeling of affection. God is the creator of all things. All things come from him. We were singing earlier. He holds it all together. We move from hoping for things. We move from knowing we have things. We step into making things happen. Mm. We walk into a realm where as you walk the earth, huh? the disciples, I wish I had that, got this verse, verse down. The disciples went to a particular city and God walked with them so much that people said, the gods have come to us. What we are seeing is not answer to prayer. These men are God. Are you with me? You see how far they've gone. They've gone beyond mere believing. They are walking the earth as God. They are representing God in person. Their words are the words of God. Their eyes are as God seeing. Their ears are as God hearing. We have moved from faith, from hope to love. Brethren, let us love one another. Huh? It's not talking about an emotion. Yeah, of course. First Corinthians 13 describes what God is like. Love is patient. What love is like? Love is patient. Do you know God is patient? Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Love does not... You actually can put God in wherever the word is. The word love is... Listen to this. God is patient. God is kind. God does not envy. God does not parade himself. God is not puffed up. He does not behave rudely. 
He does not seek his own. He is not easily provoked. He thinks no evil. He does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices with truth. God bears all things. God believes all things. God hopes all things. God endures all things. God never fails. <laughs> Those are the ingredients. Those are the ingredients. I have learned now to regularly, yesterday, I mean, we went out with my wife. We just had a chill out. The sun was out. What a beautiful Saturday. Our Saturdays are typically busy. We say, we're just going to chill out. We're going to go to a beautiful London park and just chill. Put dark glasses on. <laughs> I couldn't find mine. <laughs> Put ice cream money in the pocket. Wear walking shoes. Dress down and just chill. <laughs> just chill. <laughs> but you see, as I'm walking now, and I didn't tell my wife, again and again, when I have and you know, we need to free time. This is the problem. We are too busy on the wheel of life. We are too busy being human. We have no time to step into fellowship with divinity. We have no time to divine, to, to, to practice what the Bible calls participating in the divine nature. Walking the earth in representation of our Savior. Because that's what it means to be a disciple. He says, go make disciples. Go make people who can be mistaken to be me. That's what the commission is. We are meant to function as he functions. Think as he thinks. See as he sees. So that we graduate from hope and simply believing for things to happen. We begin to make things happen. You shall have whatever you say. You will speak to a mountain and it shall obey you. You will speak to a mulberry tree and it shall obey you. It does not say, I will do it for you. It says the tree itself will look at you and say, that is the son of God and I must humble myself before him. Was, it, was the jump too high? Do you guys manage? Are you with me? <laughs> and you see, as I was walking yesterday, I'll take moments. I imagine that it is Jesus himself walking in the park right here. I go into that dimension a lot, and I'm just saying, Jesus, I want to walk like you. I want to be mistaken for you. I want to think like you think and, and, and move beyond, oh, Father, Father. No, 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 no. I speak. Jesus said, he went, uh, and this is where we started, and I'm closing. We started uh, uh, on, uh, on, uh, in our 5 a.m. prayer. Uh, Jesus goes to a fig tree. The Bible says he became hungry. Has any one of you got hungry before? Human. He got hungry, and he saw a fig tree, and he went to see whether there was fruit on it, and there was no fruit, because it was not the time for figs. 
Yeah? Jesus looks at the fig tree and says, may no one. He didn't say, Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I now ask you to please consider the possibility of withering this tree because I... No, he spoke to the tree direct. And he said, may no one ever eat fig trees, figs of you again. And the fig tree withered the following day. And the disciples are saying, yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus, have you noticed the fig tree? He said, have faith in God. I tell you of a certain, whoever of you has faith, that the things you say will happen. You will say to this mountain, be lifted up and be carried into the sea and it shall be done. And you think, whoa, 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 wait, Jesus, wait. That is too big. Yeah, it is too big for hope. <laughs> it is too big for faith. But when we start walking in divinity, in fellowship with divinity, the Bible calls it participating. The word participating in the divine nature is like when you hang out with a millionaire, yeah, and people mistake you for a millionaire. Because everywhere you go, things are paid for. And you're the one saying, yeah, can we have some of that as well, please? <laughs> because the millionaire is so tired, he's sitting outside in the Rolls Royce. He tells you, just go pick up this, 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 and you go flashing his card. They think you are a millionaire. No, you are just participating in his millionaireness. <laughs> eh? <laughs> you're just participating. This is where God wants us to go. He wants us to become love itself. Not the emotion, but to learn to carry the DNA of divinity, to express it through us, to allow the Holy Spirit to take over our hearts, our minds, that faith may begin to work through love. So let me tell you, friends, as I close, I've been preaching for more than an hour, I think, but I need to, I need to tell you. When Jesus landed on earth, it wasn't just a, a hope mission. He didn't come, let, let me hope. <laughs> no, it wasn't hope. Neither was it faith, merely. No, uh, by the way, God, I, I wrote this statement, I haven't got to it. But you see, God does not express faith. God, there's this teaching that says, have faith like God has faith. God has no faith. He doesn't need it. Who would he put faith in? In what? In himself? No, 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 God does not need faith. God is love. And his faith, love is greater than faith. But you see, the ingredients of it, when you examine it, it looks like he has faith. But what is actually happening is love. For God so loved the world that he gave his own son. So Jesus comes on a love mission. I, there's a part two and a part three to this message. You can, you can tell it. <laughs> Now let me tell you, friends, Jesus went around healing the sick, not because he was pumping up his faith pump. No, it was love on a mission. It was God on mission. He said, whoever has seen me has seen my father. Whoever has seen me has seen God himself walking in the earth because I am his son and I'm not here to do my will but to do his will. Do you want to stand to your feet? Want to stand to your feet? Now, some of you are going to say, Pastor, what have you done today? Uh, 
What have you done? What have you said to me? Please stand to your feet. Lift up hands to heaven. God sent me to ask you that he wants you to represent him on earth. He wants you to represent him. He wants you to walk into certain things and claim them for him. He wants you to speak into situations and for them to be altered because you have become his ambassador. Can I have somebody on, on instruments? We're going to end this with a worship song as we come to give. He wants you to dare step beyond hope and begin, let's start there, let's start by remembering, friends, stop second-guessing yourself. Stop negotiating your mustard seed out of existence. Stop that. In fact, take that mustard seed and sow it into love because God himself is love. Faith works through agape. Agape is not an emotion. Agape is God himself at work on earth. It is not an emotion. It's not an emotion. Emotions come out of it, but God is bigger than emotions. Lift up your hands. I speak miracles into my, into my environment right now. I say yes to the call of God to become an incubating point for supernatural things to happen. I recognize the limitation of humanity and common sense and reasoning. I recognize that there is something higher than faith and hope that there is a, there's an invitation for us to walk the earth by the power and grace of God in love, in his identity as love. We say yes to that identity.